Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to another show of the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give you uh, a full week's worth of stuff right after a word from our sponsors. Today's show sponsors are Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at boxingbear.com. It's an independent art studio established in 2011, and they have all your art needs. So, if you really love alternative art prints, I would go check out Boxing Bear Print Company at BoxingBear.com, BoxingBear.com, get to them now.com. And the next sponsor is TheCookieBarnWaco.com. They're actually called The Cookie Barn, but that's where you can reach them, at thecookiebarnwaco.com. They're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or for any occasion. Just enjoy them yourself. Uh, they also specialize in company and client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know that you're thinking about them and that you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase... You'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization that helps foster and adoptive families. So every portion, uh, a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another. e1a.org. Thecookiebarnwaco.com. So welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. Um, this, this particular week, this one's coming out uh, a little later. You know, normally they hit in the morning time. This is going to be Tuesday morning. I, I was traveling. I didn't get back. It was pretty late, so I didn't really. Um, I got to be honest. I got back so late the time that these episodes usually come out. And I'm like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> so I, I just did, and I apologize. You should not do that when you when you have a show that people listen to all over. And uh, so I apologize for it being a little late. But anyway, so I, I spent the week, the weekend, I spent in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, I live uh, right outside of Tulsa, which you've heard me say uh, before, if you listen. And so I was in Phoenix. Well, it's 99 degrees in Phoenix, and, uh, you know, it was hot. And everybody says it's a dry heat. But that's and, that, and to be honest, for 99, if it hits 99 in Tulsa due to humidity, I mean, you think the world's on fire. It really wasn't, it wasn't like that, but it was hot. So I, I was there for an insurance conference, if I, if I didn't say that. Um it's a thing that insurance agencies use like some a technology thing without going into it because that wouldn't, that would, that would bore you though. It's great for the industry. It's probably, probably boring to be honest. 
uh, for regular, for regular non-insurance folks, probably horrible. But I can tell you this. So I flew there. It's the first time I haven't been on a plane uh, since COVID. So this was my first go in which I had to have a mask in the airport and on the airplane. And I, and I was wondering, like, going into it, I'm like, I bet this is going to be horrible. I'm not going to be able to breathe. Uh, it's a terrible thing. It wasn't quite as bad as I thought. But, man, you know, if, if you fly on planes, sometimes they're hot. It's really um, – I don't think there's ever, like, a comfortable temperature. Um, it's hot or cold. But these fans, man, they didn't blow. I was in a plane that was built in about 1967, American Airlines. I'm sure that's the next one that's <laughs> going to be on a plane disaster show. You guys might want to phase that one out. But but that's what I that's what I did, and it really wasn't that big a deal. I slept all the way there. And then, uh, you know, I skipped ahead to tell you Phoenix was hot. It was a hot, it was a hot go. But I'll tell you right now, I was with these two people. And, you know, these are, these are insurance agents. But I'm really talking about one in particular, one that was in our, our group. You would think, being an insurance agent, knowing how rates go up. I'm sorry if this, <laughs> if this sounds insurancy, but i got to get this out of the way to get to the part. You know, you think as an insurance agent, you'd be doing everything that you could to not uh, have accidents or claims or because it just uh, drives rates up, right, for the people. And this guy is the this is the biggest idiot driver I've ever been with in my life. We, he said, "All right, we're not going to Uber. I'm going to rent a I'm going to rent a car." Which, by the way, was a, it was a good thing that he did that because Uber. Listen, man, I live in Tulsa. If I want to Uber from where I live outside of Tulsa to the furthest point away it's going to cost me 25 dollars, maybe 30 every uber trip in phoenix was 58 dollars. i mean it's unbelievable and nothing was really happening there so i don't know i don't know how they get away with it but it's crazy how much that stuff costs so anyway we we rent a car but this guy i've never ridden with before i didn't know anything about him i met him a couple of times but this guy drives 100 miles an hour everywhere he goes and then when he gets off of the highway he drives as fast as he possibly can until he gets to the stoplight, and then he slams on his brakes. Guys, I've talked about this before. If this is 1983 and there's kids in the car, they're flying through the window. This guy's an idiot. I don't know what else to say. I mean, he's the worst human ever driver. By the way, they had uh, self-driving cars uh, for Ubers, which that's, uh, you know, that's, that's different. <laughs> that's a thing that, uh, that nobody wants to experience, I don't believe. But every stoplight, he would drive 100 miles an hour, slam on his brakes. Right when the, the light would go, he would weave in and out of traffic, go as fast as he possibly could until he got to the next group of traffic, and then he'd slam on his brakes. Now, if on the highway, if people three, four deep, were, their lights were turning red, what do you do as a normal driver, do you think? I mean, you slow down. I mean, that's what you do. You slow down. This guy, listen, sometimes on long trips, I don't think my wife drives good because she always drives in the left-hand lane. Now, aside from everybody saying, oh, yeah, I hate drivers like that. No, I'm sure she keeps up with the flow of traffic, but just the fact that she drives in the left-hand lane and she hits those bumpers on the side of the road, I can't even sleep because I think we're driving off the road every time on every trip. I'm like, get in the right-hand lane. Why? Right? That's how, that's how I, I do with my wife. Well, this guy, I just tell him, like, bro, you're the worst driver ever like i don't know how you don't have thousands of tickets and to be honest i crossed my fingers every time i got in the car with him that uh, that he got pulled over i mean he was driving over curbs he as fast as he could as fast as he could go pulling into parking lots at 40 miles an hour would slam his brakes on right before he got to people 
I, I don't know. Look, I don't know what the guy's problem is. At least I didn't know what his problem was. And then we were setting, uh, and I figured it out. I figured out his problem. Maybe this could help him. I watched him in an hour and a half. I Look, I did the math. I did the math on, on what I'm about to tell you. He drank one gallon of chocolate milk. He ate a bag of white donuts. We went and ate pizza. He then stopped at a convenience store and got candy bars. I don't know, some kind of cookies he came up with earlier. And, uh, and whatever, whatever he pop, soda, wherever you're from in the world, whatever he stuck in that cup. And, and it was like a 40-ounce Yeti cup. The things that I knew that I could look at the package, he consumed 360 grams of sugar. In an hour and a half. I mean, this guy was trying to get diabetes by midnight. I never, I've never seen anything like it. And I think that maybe is what equates to his horrible driving. Worst driver ever. And I, like, told him. Like, I, I was trying to be cool at first because I didn't know him. You know how, like, when you first meet people, like, you try to be cool. And, like, you're, you know, and you're just being calm all the time. No, by the end of the trip, I'm like, bro, you're an idiot. Like, you're the worst driver of any human being ever. And then when he consumes that amount of sugar, once again, not a diet show. I just don't know how you do that. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how you do it. But I can tell you this. Uh, I then recorded him, set it in the meeting, uh, dozing off. I'm like, bro, you know why you're dozing off? Because your <laughs> because your sugar your sugar score. I don't know if that's how you word it. I got some diabetic friends out there, but your sugar score had to be two thousand sixty three. They say you get you you got a potential to stroke out at like five hundred. It had to be two thousand. Uh, unbelievable deal. Uh, just I, I I couldn't I couldn't deal with his driving, so I've put my foot down. There will be no more trips with that individual where he rents the car. He will not be in charge of driving any car. And I, just just how horrible he drove. Literally riding up on the back of people as fast as he would go, as fast as he could go. Slamming his brakes on. Last second. I, I can't take it. Now, if you know drivers like that, I mean, you probably hate them. Some of you probably also have refused to ride with people. Well, you can mark that down. I just refuse to ride with another guy. I'm not, not, not with that guy. I'm not riding with that guy ever again. Um. But it was it was a it was a nice time. Met some cool people all across the country. Um, uh, somebody I met somebody from uh, from Youngstown, Ohio. And if you don't know, uh, one of my favorite boxers ever. I I only have two, and of course Mike Tyson's one. But uh, Kelly Pavlik, uh, he's from Youngstown, Ohio. So I met this person from Youngstown. They have an insurance agency. She's like, yeah, ask Kelly Pavlik. <laughs> ask Kelly Pavlik this. Ask him if he knows that thing that you can't go anywhere in the world or in the country and not meet somebody from Youngstown, Ohio. And that's what she said. Well, I met her, and I don't know Kelly. I just he said we're tick we're TikTok buddies. Um. So anyway, yeah, I met somebody from Youngstown. I don't know if you've ever heard that uh, saying before. Uh, I'm sitting on exactly two people ever from Youngstown, Ohio, I've ever met in person. So I don't know if that's really a thing. So the conference was cool, and we flew home. Now, the only annoying part about flying home was this. You know how in the airplane they're required to read whatever whatever the flight attendants read? And some of them are real proud of themselves. Some of them are super proud of themselves by having the whole card memorized. You know, with the spill, um, you know, look up front, 
place your seat belts like this and they do the fake thing and then they walk up and down the aisles and they signal they signal the <laughs> they signal the side doors and they signal the front door and the back door and the, you know they do all the hand signals if you fly that's what they do if you don't fly uh honestly you should fly one time just to see this what i'm talking about if you don't know what i'm speaking about because uh, the whole deal is it's a production and it's absurd and to be honest I, look i know why they do it it's safety protocol it's something they have to do but if you ever get on a plane while they're doing that just look around the plane and see my people see how many people are watching the flight attendant give this presentation at that point i've already started the movie with my headphones on i don't listen to anything they say but <laughs> But the guy reading the card, uh, there's a guy reading the card. I, I, I have something right in front of me. I don't know if I want to read this out loud. Yeah, listen, this this part, if you have young children in the car uh, or whatever, this is your warning to turn it down for about 15 seconds. Uh, this is a side story to get to this part because I'm going to read this paper, but you got to know what this paper says. I found out it was somebody pranking me the other day but i didn't know i was very confused so my wife said hey you got mail i don't know did i say this last week on the podcast uh, no i think it was a i think it was another social media thing i put it on so she's like you have a letter and i'm like okay and i thought that was odd that she announced that i had a letter remember i'm gonna get back to the airplane and the guy speaking but i'm gonna read it in his voice just so you know so uh, so i get this letter last week and she says um you have a letter and i thought that was odd right i mean i get letters all the time and so I go down and I get it and it's a letter. Here's the part. Uh, here's the part. www.smellmypanties.us. That was a letter. It's a pink letter and there are panties on the front of the letter. And it says, smell my panties, PO box 917, Greencastle, Indiana, Indiana. That, that, that is what is it's sent to me and I'm confused because I, I don't, <laughs> I don't look at things on the internet that are, that are, uh, inappropriate. I didn't realize they're just panties, but I'm just saying like, how do you get a letter? This is where I'm going with this. And that's what was sent to me. And I, and I, and I opened this letter cause I'm confused. I like, I don't know if I want to open it. You know, like you remember that the Unabomber, the anthrax guy. I'm like, I'm not, listen, I don't look at this. I don't know why this is why I received this letter. Uh, anyway, so I opened it up after like 10 minutes of staring and I was like, I opened it slowly just to look. There was a letter in there. This is what it said. I'm going to read it like the airplane guy. It, every last letter is on an up. It's on an up. I'll give you, I'll give you an example though. I'm going <laughs> to read this letter. It's so stupid. So what would you do with friends? What would you do without friends like us? Now that your local post office thinks you're a freak, you should probably share this on social media and clear your name. I'm sure that you will believe, I'm sure that they will believe you. This looks totally legit. And you're not, why can I not speak when I got to speak, people? I can't even read. Let's try it. This totally looks legit. And not like you made it up to cover your own. But, but, every, that was a, actually, I want to apologize to everybody. And I'm not editing that part out. That was a horrible example of how this guy talked. I couldn't take it. it it's like, uh, uh, thank you for flying American Airlines. We're almost in Tulsa. It is 93 degrees. That's how they spell. I, listen, I, didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't look at the kid. You know when they do the, the Saturday Night Live thing when you get off and they're like, bye-bye, 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 because that's basically what they do. I couldn't look at him. I couldn't look at him in the face. 
uh, I was I because I was scared if he talked to me, he was going to talk in the in the last word up voice, and I and I can't deal with it. Um, it's like the difference between. <laughs> side note: It's the difference between people who say, "Now hear this," between the people who say, "Hey, do you want to go to Taco Bell?" I say Taco Bell. Hear that? Taco Bell. Bell. If it's, you know, I guess in a sense, it's like I'm the upward guy there. That second word. I say, "Hey, you want to go to Taco Bell?" Ain't all right. That's how I think you say it. Uh, people from other places. Uh, I had this buddy from high school, and he would say. Hey, do you guys want to go to Taco Bell? And I'm like, what is Taco Bell? No, I don't want to go to Taco Bell. I want to go to Taco Bell. Why don't you talk normal? I'm not doing it, right? So this guy, I don't know. I just thought he was a weird guy. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was a pervert talker, and I didn't want to hear it. Uh, sorry if that was a very long-winded, very uninteresting story. But I do want to share this with people. And I don't know what happened this, you know, this weekend that made me think or reflect on this. I'm not sure what TV channels we were talking about, but I was just uh, sitting around random thought. And and older people know this for sure. Kids these days, like my daughter, every day, she gets home, she does a workout. My eight-year-old daughter <laughs> works out every day, literally. She watches workout videos and does what they do. Um, and then after that, she wants to sit down and watch Netflix. And then before she goes to bed, she'll watch whatever show and, and uh, then goes to bed, right? 9.30, something like that. They just have luxury. Like, there's just luxury kids have. Because when I was a kid, we did, before we had a VCR, before you could even do that, ah, they did have these discs. Like, you could, buy, you could rent discs back in the day. I don't remember how much it cost, but the discs were, like, the size of record albums, and that was essentially like your VCR tape or your CD. Uh, you know, it was like that, or your Blu-ray disc, but it was, like, uh, you know, one foot by one foot. That's what they used to be. Now, we couldn't afford that when I was a kid. So we had uh, just regular TV, no VCR. Do you guys remember when TV just went off? Like, uh, it just went off at whatever time. I don't know if it was 11, 11.30. This is what I remember from childhood. This is what I think I remember. Night Court played. And I don't know if you remember that horrible show, Night Court. I don't, it it might have been a great show. I was too young to get it. I didn't like it. It just meant TV was about to go off. Do you guys remember when it would just totally go off? And then they would play the national anthem at the end. And then on your screen would be like rainbow color uh, lines. And then it would just go, and it like did that for, uh, you know, all night long. Uh, I don't listen. I don't know if TV has ruined people's lives or enhanced it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know because it made you go to bed because you didn't have VCRs to watch, which I, I talked about VCRs last week. Be, be kind, rewind it. That maybe been two weeks ago, but you didn't have that. Like it literally went off. So you had nothing to do. So right now, you know, 2 o'clock, right now, a.m. You know what? You go watch any movie you want to, uh, any any channel you want, any news station, any documentary, any anything. TV, it just used to go off. And uh, as a kid, I just remember that was like depressing time. Like, well, I guess it's time for bed. <laughs> and now, my mom and dad, as a, as a little kid, they don't let me stay up to see that all the time. But even on weekends... If it was a weekend, it just went off. This is cra- anyway. That that's the differences between then and now. Like now, every kid's got to have an iPhone or, or, or a cell phone of some sort. 
not all people are iPhone fans, but everybody has to have that. And you got to have all the social media, which I'm look, I'm fine with. I do these podcasts. It's great. But, uh, how sad, how sad was our little kid lives when you couldn't watch cartoons on demand there? There's another one. Cartoons, uh, Disney channel, all the stuff you have. It's just, it's, it's crazy how it transit transitioned. And, and I'm only 40. So like all this technology really just happened in the last, well, TV stopped going off at midnight a really long time ago, but when I was an early child, it just completely went off, but just, just the technology these days. And so speaking of, uh, ancient times and technology, which I'm not making fun of this, this is a sad deal. Um, did, did anybody see Prince Philip died? Now I'm going to relate this back to watching all these TV shows. <laughs> Prince Philip died. He was 99 years old. I don't have any much. I don't have much more than that. I actually don't even know the day he died because I was at that conference and I just, I read it later. So maybe Friday, Saturday, whatever date that was, uh, you know, he's 99 years old. So, so the queen is single now and, uh, my papa Doogee is single and I don't know how we can make that happen, but you know, maybe I'll send an email could really work out. Uh, but I, I didn't know how any of that worked with the, the queen of England or the king of England stuff. But I, I started watching the crown. I didn't just start, but I started watching the crown because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand how any of that worked. And I guess you understand it. If you're, you know, if you're from England and there's some people that listen from England, listen, guys, the way your monarchy works over there, I don't get it. Like I, it doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, if you're like ninth cousins, you're the Duke of something. I think that's how it goes. Um, but I started watching The Crown, and and I and it and it was educational for me. I don't know if it was meant to be educational, but it definitely was for me. And then it also was interesting because the Queen of England has been the Queen. Remember, I'm blowing some of these dates because I don't know. I think she became the Queen in like 1943 or 36 or whatever year it was. It was a long time ago, and she's been the Queen. Man, I don't know when she became the queen. I didn't look it up to give you any point of reference for this podcast, but I'm just saying she's been there a long time. So all the all the times that she's lived through and the world wars and all those things and and then whatever turmoil they had uh, in uh, England. Uh, interesting show. Sorry to get sidetracked on that. Um, I don't even have anything funny to say about it other than this is all I gathered from that. And then this whole Prince Harry thing. Why am I talking about it? <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, but like with the whole Prince and uh, Harry and Meghan and the Oprah special and they're interviewing him like, oh, it's horrible. You know, because for all the regular people out there, just, just all the regular people in the world, I'm like, was your life really that horrible with your private yachts and all your fancy trips and having whatever you want? Like, was it, was it that bad? Really? Um, you know, and, and so it's easy to say. And, you know, I think it's like the same thing as like, uh, movie stars and, and singers these days, you can't go outside of your house without, without getting mobbed by people. You can't go in public. And I know by watching that show, they're literally confined to Buckingham palace, unless they take like a world trip to, to see some, uh, some of their other countries. Cause I don't know, man, she's like the queen of, I Listen, it's not accurate. This is my exaggeration as I speak fast. She's like the queen of 150 different countries. Uh, she's just stuck in the palace. Dude, that's horrible. I can think of worse places to be, but it's, but it's horrible, I guess. You know, you can't, you can't get out and be normal. At least uh, that's how the show makes them sound. And uh, 
why did I, why, I mean, why, why did I just give you, uh, I mean, am I plugging the show? Sure. Go watch the crown. It's a great show. That's what I watched, uh, on the airplane. However, I did watch some kind of art. There's like this art thief, uh, and only because I'm rambling on about it, I guess I'll pull it up. I don't, I don't know what the show was called. Have you watched, uh, this is a robbery, the world's biggest, uh, I don't know, art heist, whatever it is. I watched that on the plane, fell asleep two times. It's probably cool, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I, I really don't know. I was too busy seething at that time at the guy that I was mad at for driving like an idiot the whole time. He was still two seats away. I mean, this, this guy here, he, he <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, listen, uh, it's been a while since I gave you this update uh, for this 300-mile challenge. And I look, I know nobody cares about my fitness level, but if you see me on a daily basis, I basically look the same. Uh, so um, where am I at on that 300-mile challenge? Not close, I can tell you that. Uh, but I'm about to kick it up. I was eating salads. Started eating salads one day. I like how this goes, though. Like, I eat salad, and then, uh, and then I eat healthy, like, one day, and then uh, the next day. I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. I'll cheat a little. And then day three, uh, I've basically blown it again. And then like next week, I'll eat a salad again. I'm on that kick right now. Uh, health is off the charts, which by the way, only because I was talking about this guy, the worst driver ever. And I can't say it enough. I, I wish I just had it recorded. Um, at least I, I don't eat 360 grams of sugar in an hour. Is that is anybody medical that listens to this thing? I, I mean... It's unbelievable. Can regular people consume that much and just be normal? This guy's got to be on the verge. He's got to be on the verge of, of, of diabetes, man. You got to eat healthy because, I, I mean, I've never seen such a thing. Who drinks a gallon, a gallon of chocolate milk and he consumed it all? Um, we had to drive seven miles. We, we drove seven miles from the hotel to the event center. And he drank one gallon of chocolate milk and started on the bag of donuts right when he got inside the conference center. I, I have, yeah. And then, and then we went straight to lunch after that. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what to say. Very interesting people, though. Uh, once again, boring conference. Uh, there's, there's something that uh, I, I'll say. You know, normally I try to I, I try to make things funny. Uh, today, to be honest, I just <laughs> I really rambled. I got to get this show out. I, 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 you shouldn't make subpar shows just because you just got to get it out. That's actually absurd, you know, because somebody listened to this show for the first time uh, and they're going to be like, "Ah, oh, this is horrible." And X off of it. But I, I try to make things funny normally. But I am going to say something because it's miraculous. I think it's uh, super cool. I'm going to end the show probably after the story, but. Um, so where I'm at, I have, I have a friend and they have a child. Uh, she's less than a year old and, um, uh, she needed a, she needed to have a liver transplant and, uh, they had been waiting for a little bit. Is she a year old? I don't know. Look, I apologize for butchering it. It's on the fly. Right. But she's, a, if she is a year old, she just turned a year old. Um, but she needed a liver transplant. Uh, they got the call, and uh, they flew to Cleveland, like just overnight, which is cool. They already had that set up, 
for when the transplant happened. She had to be there the next day. And I thought that you would fly in and there would be like three days. Not not of relaxation, because that's not really a time of relaxation, but I, I thought there would be like a settling in period. Now, like they literally flew in like at nighttime, maybe on a Tuesday. I don't remember the exact day. Uh, and the next morning, they prepped her for surgery. Like she was in surgery. So I called my friend thinking that there was like a couple day period because I know they're stressed out as parents. I probably wouldn't have called them in the middle of that. But I called just to just see how they were, how the flight was, and that's when I was told that she was already in surgery. Um, that was uh, 11, and I did have this talk today. So that was 11 days ago, a liver transplant. I didn't know, I didn't know that it took this fast. I didn't know. And some of it's miraculous. Uh, according to, to my buddy, um, it's like the second fastest that uh, the liver took i guess if that's the word her eyes were white in two days she started smiling she's had a tube in since she was born like through her nose i guess it helped to feed her i apologize if i'm butchering some of this but i'm saying it because because it's like such a miraculous thing and i'm so thankful and so of course they are and and the whole community really and uh they took the tube out i don't know whatever day four five six maybe Right now, there's a picture down Facebook. This kid looks like, uh, looks like a, like a normal kid, like it, like nothing had happened. Um, she still has staples in. They haven't taken those out yet, but I'm just thankful. Uh, and I'm also uh, so I'm like saying it out loud. You know, probably from them. We didn't talk about it. But, you know, I'm sure. Thanks for the prayers because that's what a what an unbelievable deal. And so they, she got to drive around town today. They put her in a car. She got to go outside the hospital. And so they drove around. They drove through Kentucky. They're they're in Cincinnati, and uh, what I mean, what a did now? Did you guys know that it took that fast? That that it, that I mean, that's just an amazing thing. I don't even have words for it. I just wanted to share that randomly, um, because it's such an amazing thing. So for anybody that listens, that's the first time I've brought it up on the podcast, but. I didn't know, I didn't know that, that it would take like that, like that fast. I didn't, you know, I, I, it's still like touch and go for a while, you know, but right now it's as smooth as it could possibly be. And it's unbelievable. And they're really excited. And you just had to see her. It's like, there's like a new kid, like her eyes are lit up in every picture. So it's, it's a pretty amazing thing. And we're thankful for it. And so uh, for a guy who always tries to make fun of things just to be funny, there's nothing funny there. It's, it's just super awesome. So we're thankful uh, that, that it's that way. Uh, you know, I know that's a random update for, for nobody who, who knew that backstory other than uh, people around where I'm at, but that's it. Anyway, so I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I'll get this out. Uh, I got another couple interviews I'm going to do, which is going to be a cool thing because it's going to be on my YouTube page, but it's, it's, it's for somebody I don't know. If I didn't say last week, I may have. I don't think I did, though. Uh, the original, one of the original Rosie Riveters, or the original, you know, um, like the women who were in service to their country at the time of World War II, uh, when all the men went off to fight the war and everybody was doing their part, like working in factories and things like that. Uh, I'm going to interview a lady sometime this week. I haven't met her yet, so that's why I don't know her name, but I'm going to interview her, and it's a super cool deal. And like, It's her whole life from her point, just like I did with my own grandpa. Uh, this lady's 97 years old and she's still just as sharp as a tack and 
and a super cool lady. So I'm going to put that out, and I'll, I'll, I'm excited about that one. That'll be on YouTube. Just, just for historical content, just to know how things were back then. Um, and, of course, people um, of that age have a totally different perspective than what, uh, what we have. You're right. The, what, what the current world has. So thanks for listening. Uh, put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. It's a baseball season, by the way. And uh, let everybody uh, have a good week. Oh!